Well, the early Heisman odds are out, and guess what? Keaton Slovis is listed on those early Heisman odds pretty high up. We're going to talk about Keaton Slovis, the realistic expectations to have with him, and what the loss of Jordan Addison might do to him or whoever is playing behind center this year in Pitt's offense. It's all coming up today on this Keaton Slovis-centric episode of Locked on Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all of that good stuff. Folks, if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review, leave some feedback, do all of that. Now, folks, I was a little bit surprised when I saw this, too. But Keaton Slovis has now appeared amongst a lot of early Heisman odds. You see guys like Bryce Young, Stroud, Williams, Robinson, Van Dyke. You even see sometimes DJ Uyagagale. But Keen Slovis has been listed up there as well. Now, long shot odds, potentially, plus 4,000 right now on betonline.ag is where Keaton Slovis is listed, tied with Jordan Addison still in the portal. So here's the thing. We're putting that big of a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's above some legitimate guys, right? Above guys like Hendon Hooker. I mean, he is tied with some really legit guys like Will Levis. And so we are talking about talented guys that are around him in terms of these odds. It's a long shot for odds. But the fact that he's up here speaks to something about Pitt's program. Kenny Pickett wasn't anywhere near this stratosphere going into last year. So remember that. So there's a lot that people are putting on the idea of Keaton Slovis, and more importantly, maybe the idea of Pitt's offense as a whole. People are believing in this actually being a little something in terms of what it could be. And, and I think we need to put this in perspective. There's a few reasons why you're going to see Keaton Slovis here, right? For one, Slovis had that huge peak his freshman year where he was undoubtedly playing his best football and really he hasn't played better since, right? Was fantastic during that time period. So this is a guy that's ready to do whatever it takes. And so when I look at someone like Keaton Slovis, I say, okay, he's a gamer. He had this high peak. And so, okay, makes sense. But his season last year, let's just say it, it wasn't good. And there's a lot of risk that comes with Keaton Slovis. I'm not sure if people are, are totally realizing that just yet. That, hey, Keaton Slovis is absolutely very volatile, right? Not a very safe quarterback. If he's not good, he's very bad. And he's a guy that can cost you football games because of his play. So we're talking about a guy that's a volatile player. But boy, if he hits. If he hits, 
there could not be there. There might not literally if he comes out and plays the best he might play, there might not be a better quarterback in the ACC. But if he doesn't play as well as he could, he's going to be one of the bottom quarterbacks in the ACC. That is his floor. That is his ceiling. Right. We are talking about a very up and down player with Keaton Slovis. So the Heisman odd thing I think is crazy, but he's in that tier because of his volatility. And what if he does hit, right? And some people are going to jump on that because they saw what happened here last year with Pitt and saw, okay, look at what they did with Kenny Pickett. You know, I, I know Mark Whipple's gone, right? Mark Whipple is gone. Jordan Addison's potentially gone. Brennan Marion is gone, so there's a lot of change on this offense. But the stability is still there. They bring back their whole O-line. They bring back the whole running back core. They bring back Gavin Bartholomew. And they still have a really talented core of receivers with Jared Wayne, Kanata Mumfield, Jalen Barton, Bub Means, Jaden Bradley. They still got a lot of talent there, right? So there are going to be guys that are going to jump on that because there is a feeling to this of, wow, he's got this high upside, and Pitt is a team that just hit on a huge near Heisman candidate that no one saw coming. So some people will take the Keaton Slovis bite. I think it's way out there. And again, I think if you're betting on him as plus 4,000, it's not terrible odds. It's not like, you know, you're... You are taking a leap of faith, though, and I think you have to put that into consideration. It's not a smart bet in my eyes. And again, we don't even know if he's going to start. Now, I would expect that to happen. Let's be real there. I would expect him to be the starter. But let's also understand, that's not 100% in stone yet. We still have a whole set of practices in the summer leading up to the season where we would expect things to continue to roll out, right? We would expect that Nick Patty is not going to go down without a fight. And I'll tell you what, Nick Patty played really well in the spring game. And every time I've seen Nick Patty play football, he has looked really good. I have made it known here a lot on this channel. I like Nick Patty. The ceiling isn't as high. We know that. His arm's not nearly as live as Keen Slovis's is. And so Slovis is a guy that can get you out of Sticky situations in ways that Nick Patty can't. And that's why you love the ability of Keen Slovis and that, that high ceiling, right? It's all there and it's ever enticing and you just want to grab it and say, yes, that's our guy. And that's why he was recruited here. But let's also understand that there is very real chance that Keen Slovis can crash and burn here. I, I, I really do believe that. And we're going to kind of break down the intricacies of his game and how he's going to fit here. Because I think the loss of Jordan Anderson changes this offense. And I think it changes what you try to do with Keaton Slovis as a quarterback. And specifically, I think Keaton Slovis is a player that has many strengths with the physical upside. I think he's also a tough player, so I think he will stand in there and take a lot of hits. And he'll try to, to make things happen. He's a guy that can get you out of sticky situations, again, because he has that great arm talent. Doesn't have elite mobility, but he's going to make throws that you're not going to see many other guys in college football make. 
He's got an NFL arm. That That is truly what Keaton Slovis brings to the table. And if he's as good as he could potentially be, we are very much talking about a guy that could be, quite honestly, he could be an NFL draft pick next year if everything kind of works right and it configures the right way. And I think there is a path to that, and we'll talk about that. They also think we have to talk about his volatility. So the Heisman on's here. It's great to see Pitt getting this notoriety, right? The fact that people think that their quarterback could potentially be there and right up there with any other player, and he's one of the top guys. You got to like that. You got to like the buzz that Pitt has created. You got to like the preseason stuff that Pitt is now locked into. You know, we're talking about significant Heisman on's here with Slovis. Relative to what they were for Kenny Pickett last year. We're talking about pretty significant buzz as the team. So it is nice to see that. But again, I think Slovis has a lot of risk. So I think this is a little too... Don't get your hopes up for the whole Kenny Heisman train. I wouldn't do it. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But first, folks, let me let you know about Built Bar. Because Built Bar is releasing a new brand called Birthday Cake Puffs, because all you have to do is imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tube of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. Folks, this is a birthday cake puff from Built. Folks, all you have to do is taste these birthday cake puffs and understand you are going to be on cloud nine because they are soft. They are gooey. They taste fantastic. For a protein bar, they are deliciously flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. You're going to love it, folks. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. With all of that great flavor, it's a limited time flavor, so make sure to get yours now. Folks, go to Built.com, use the promo code LAX15, and get 15% off your order. All you have to do is use the promo code LAX15 for 15% off at Built.com. to the Locked On Pit podcast as we are still talking about Keaton Slows here. And, and let's move to the angle of Jordan Addison. So Jordan Addison is in the portal. He's doing visits right now. Maybe there is still that chance that he could potentially end up back at Pitt. We never know, right? Who knows what's going on with that situation? You haven't heard a lot of things in the recent weeks. He apparently was on an official visit to Texas, then went on an official visit to Bama, then went on an official visit to USC. Is he going to go to any of them? Who knows? That is the big question. This guy is a stud. And what he did as a wide receiver here at Pitt was undeniable. Right? It was undeniable. Because when you looked at Jordan Addison, he was a guy that commanded attention. Double teams, forced teams to play coverage his way to open up holes for other receivers, right? He was the magnetism to the offense. And you had to specifically tailor your coverages to Jordan Addison. And if you didn't, he would toast you. There was never a game where a team didn't focus on Jordan Addison and did not get crushed for it. 
And oftentimes, even if they did, he would still be. Because Jordan Addison is truly a stud. And I, I think I hope people understand just how good he was. And in, in the way he created for himself, the yak ability he had underneath to make things easy, and the separation ability he created. There is so much in his game that is NFL ready. He is a phenomenal player. Jordan Addison plays a lot like guys like Devontae Smith that came through top schools earlier. And so, this is a player, folks, that Pitt is going to hurt by losing. And again, we've talked about this. There is certainly a way in which you look at him and say, okay, Pitt certainly has guys that can supplement some things Jordan and can do. Kanani Mumfield, I believe, is a stud. I love Jared Wayne's game. I think they have a ton of potential in the bottom three with Means, Bradley, and Bart. Right? We talked about that. But this affects Keaton Slovis because here's the thing with Slovis. Slovis has always been a guy who's just been mm, touch late. Watch some Drake London tape, and you'll see this, where he's a touch late to read things over the middle of the field. He's a touch late to process things. And so the separation for him was a huge factor, right? You have to get separation because the more separation you get for a guy like Keaton Slovis, who's just a little bit of a tick slower in processing what's going on in the field, the better it is because he's going to have to be less more of a chaotic type of player. He can actually play within structure and he can play within that beat and really not have to worry all that much about making a huge mistake. And that's really been one of the big things. Because when you look at what Slovis needs to do, it has been to cut down those bad decisions because he is that step late processing. That has always been the key for Keaton Slovis. So when you look at Keaton Slovis, it's how can we minimize his processing mistakes? And Jordan Aston was going to be a big part of that. So now you put a little bit more emphasis on a guy like Kanai Mumfield, who can really separate with the best of them. I think he's going to provide some of that. Right? I think he's going to provide a lot of that. But you only have one of those guys now. So you only have one true separator. But you have other speed guys. And I think this is where you're going to look at the receiving core and say, well, the speed of this receiving core is going to be huge. Because you're going to have three really fast guys in Bub Means, Jalen Barden, and Shane Wabuko who are fast, fast, fast. And you can see a guy like Nwabuko getting underneath touches. You can see a guy like Barden getting that. You know, Mumfield's also very creative after the catch. So you're going to have to find the right yak guys to create, right? Who's going to fit in that Mo French role? Because remember... You know, DJ Turner, Stovall has come in and filled that role. It's been Maurice French, DJ Turner, Melky Stovall. Who's filling that this year? And I'm not sure Pitt has that answer yet. Because Jordan Addison also did a little bit of that last year. 
So the question is going to be who has that productivity to make magic happen after the catch? Is it going to fall on a Mumfield's shoulders, or do they have another guy that can do that? How dynamic is Noabuko right away, right? Could be a potential kick returner. Could be a potential dynamic player that Pitt really looks at and says, man, he's a freshman, but he's got this track speed. He just won states in Texas. We're at a 10 17, 100 meters, which is unbelievable. So we are looking at a guy here that could potentially be that. Could it be Jalen Barn? Is he a little bit more than just a straight line speed guy? That's the one thing we don't know about Jalen Bart. How does he create underneath? We know he's good down the field. We've seen that many times. But what about his underneath stuff? Is he just a speed guy or is he a speed and a yak guy? Not all speed guys are yak guys. Some of them are. Question is, is Jalen Barton that? So we'll have to see who the creative guy in the receiver room is in terms of that yak ability because you're going to want to make easy throws for Keaton Slovis. You're going to want to make that underneath game work, the screen game somewhat work. You're going to want to make the RPO game work to where you can get guys open and make them have yak because that's what happened with them at USC. When he's at his best, he's making sure things are working well. Now, his freshman year, that was what really worked. They had a lot of yak guys there, a lot of guys that get easy separation, and he really kind of came off. And he was feeling like he had that all that confidence in the world, and he was feeling great. And that's what I think Pitt needs to do. How do you get the confidence of Keaton Slovis up to that level? And that's going to be, well, we create yak. We create easy opportunities for him. And then when it comes to the harder stuff, well, he's going to have the confidence to make those deep throws with his live arm. And that's when it comes all into fruition. And that's when you get what you have in freshman Keaton Slovis. A guy that's playing really confident, that's seeing the field really well because he trusts his receivers Make things happen. That, my friends, is when you have everything working at a very high level. And we'll see if Pitt can get that. Again, Jordan Addison is going to hurt that kind of impact and the way that they're trying to build their roster for him. But I think they still have some guys that can do that. And that's going to be what the key is to unlocking that freshman year, Keaton Slovis. And I think that's the big thing. Losing that yak ability, using the easy yards after catch ability, it sucks. You might have to scheme that up more. RPOs, you know, rub routes, stuff like that where you get guys in, open, in the open field. That'll have to be the key because that's what Keen Slowis really needs to flourish in this level. All right, folks, still want to discuss a little bit more about Slowis and his kind of overall game and how you kind of mesh this all around him. But first, I want to let you guys know about Bet Online because our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're discussing Keaton Slovis here in the context of the Pit offense. Now, 
I also want to touch on a little bit on Nick Patty because, again, I, I still think that there is that chance that Nick Patty could surprise us all. I, I think that Keaton Slovis certainly has that edge there from what I've heard, uh, you know, just from within the program. But let's be real and say that Nick Patty is a really good quarterback, and I truly do believe that. I believe Nick Patty is a good quarterback. He is a little different than Keaton Slovis, right? He has that really funky release where you're like, ooh, what is that? But he's pretty accurate, relatively speaking. Now, the arm is really not great. Not to say he has a bad arm, but it's not a rocket, right? It's not a rocket like Slovis. His arm is a lot more comparable to Kenny Pickett's. Than Keaton Slovis's. Keaton Slovis has a stronger arm than both of them. So let's get that out of the way first. Keaton Slovis's arm is a rocket, right? When you look, though, at Pickett's arm, average by an NFL standard, Nick Paddy's might be even a little bit more below that, but comparable to that. But what he does super well is from a mental standpoint. I think you see him really taking that type of leap. Uh, I just think you see him look a lot more comfortable making reads. So what you actually would get with Nick Patty is say, you know, not that you wouldn't have the yak still and you wouldn't need that, but you would rely, I think, a lot more on like play action, open up the middle of the field a little bit more. Uh, I think he still has the arm juice to hit those middle of the field windows, especially at the college level. Certainly, that's also something with Keaton Slovis. The play-action game is going to be an important thing, working off the wide zone stuff that Frank Signetti runs. But I also think that more importantly, when we look at Nick Patty, that mental processing ability is going to open up a lot of different moves. So you're going to be able to work multiple progression plays, pro-style plays at a higher level. You're going to be able to run a backside concept and trust that Nick Patty is probably going to see it and hit it. That's something that Nick Patty's done a really nice job of doing, and he's really, I think, grown into that. So I think that mental game for Nick Patty is where he stands out, and that's the difference, right? So if you want to define floor or a guy that you know is going to play really solidly at a level for you, Nick Patty is certainly that. And it wouldn't be all that surprising to see them kind of turn to him at some point if you have Keen Slowish struggling. But there's also what I look at with now Slovis. And if we expect Slovis to be the starter, which at this point I think we do, you have to, first of all, as we said, establish that yak ability around him to make things a little easier for him. Because you have to make sure he's a game manager type that can sometimes elevate those around him, right? Because he's not a super mobile guy. It doesn't mean he can't move outside the pocket, but Nick Patty's got a little bit more juice in his leg. He's got a little bit more pep in his step, if you will. And Keaton Slovis is, I think, a little bit rattled in the pocket at times. Doesn't necessarily know how to move in the pocket super well and can kind of see ghosts at times. So the offensive line is going to have to play really well. But that's for most quarterbacks right? Most quarterbacks like their protection to be good, but for Keaton Slovis especially, if you're not knowing how to navigate the pocket at a high level, you're going to need your offensive line to pick you up. 
So there are a bevy of issues with Keen Slovis. There really are. The processing, going through progressions especially, is where he runs into trouble. And then the pocket management can get a little bit dicey if your offensive line isn't great. Now, I think this offensive line is going to be fine enough to where Keaton Slowis should be pretty comfortable. It, it might not be as – you're not going to see them bail out as much last year as last year, right? Kenny Pickett was fantastic out of structure. I think that's one of the things that made Kenny Pickett so special is his out-of-structure ability and athleticism, his ability to throw off at different platforms was next-level good, and Pitt doesn't have that right now. It's certainly not Keaton Slovis. Not that he can't throw off different platforms, because I think he can. He actually showed that, remember, in – the spring game, it's just not something that's his bread and butter like Kenny Pickett was, right? That was Kenny Pickett's bread and butter. Kenny Pickett lived to do stuff like that. So that's really where, when I look at it all, I say, okay, I think that Kenny Pickett created out a structure that was his game. That's what he did. Keaton Slovis is going to win in structure. He's going to win through making plays with his arm. And you're going to have to work his mind to simplify some reads for him. And you're going to need to make, put that onus on your receivers. And when you are going to make it contested, make it one-on-one -on -one opportunities. So you're going to scheme up one-on-one -on -one opportunities on the outside, for example. So you're going to get Jared Wayne down the field, one-on-one -on, -one on a corner. And you're going to say, Keaton, you're going to throw that and let, trust Jared to make that play. Very simple reads, right? Simplify everything for him. And let him go to work. Because his deep ball placement's great. He's got a good deep ball. So if you let him just trust his receivers, and I think this is one of the things that you have to love about Keaton Slovis, is once he starts to feel a connection with his receivers, and that can be by week one, once he starts to feel, oh my goodness, this guy's going to make this play, he makes them go for it. He'll throw up the ball all the time and say, it's a one-on-one -on -one opportunity. I'm going to give you the chance. So I'm doing a ton with Drake London. Who the heck wouldn't trust Drake London? But you even saw it with the other receivers that he had. So when he trusts you, he gives the receivers their opportunity. And he will go with that simplified read. He's not going to try to do too much. He's not going to try to get too cute, get too pretty, do things that are outside his bounds. He's going to play very within himself. And that is something that I like about Keaton Slovis. I think that makes it a little bit more manageable. So I think that's what you're going to have to do is say, okay, we're going to simplify things for you so you don't have to go through two, three, four progressions on a play. We're going to make sure that these reads are pretty simple and that we're going to have the receivers create a lot of yak. We're going to get our running backs involved in some of this action game. We're going to use the athleticism of Izzy. We're going to use, you know, the scat back ability of Vincent Davis. We're going to use that big body of Gavin Bartholomew in multiple ways. And we're certainly going to use the separation ability of Kanade Mumfield and the big body catch ability of a guy like Jared Wayne, to really make things easier on you. And it's going to be on the surrounding cast to really make this thing go up for Keen Slovis this year. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. We will be back tomorrow talking about more Pit sports. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pit.